blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop. 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent ya. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. People, wrap it up fans. How you doing? West Coast Raps means West Coast late night. Wrap it up for those of you listening on the East Coast. And to the West Coast people, shouts to you guys as this is probably just normal for y'all. But hey, happy to be with you on the Wrap It Up podcast. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Big win by the Raps as they end their three-game losing streak with a 123-114 win in Phoenix. And... Hey, not going to go out here and pretend like the Phoenix Suns are a good team, but let's be serious about a bunch of things here. Raps still being forced to play small because there's no Marcus All, there's no Surge, plus they have no Fred Van Fleet. So Raptors playing shorthanded, Raptors on this road trip, you're losing three games, you come into this game, you're talking about Pascal struggling, you got Nick Nurse calling out his bench guys. Lots going on in Raptor land, and let's be serious, To start this game, as mentioned, in the first half, the Suns were up by as many as 17 in this game. And shouts to Norm, shouts to Pascal for keeping the game close, shouts to your man's Kyle Lowry, who took a shot to the eye and went to the locker room, and at one point, you're looking at a Raptors team saying, you have no centers, and you have no point cards. What is going on? But yet, to no one's surprise, really, of course Kyle Lowry comes back because he's Kyle Lowry, but... The real key to this game is Nick Nurse again pulling all the strings. Nick Nurse, if you look at how this season has gone, and even if you go back to last year, because last year I'm pretty sure they had the most different starting lineups than any other team in the league as well. And so with all the injuries this season, Nick Nurse is forced to do a lot of juggling again. But this time around, there's a different angle here because he announces Patrick McCaw in the starting lineup. And Patrick McCaw, I mean, before I even got home, I got a text message from one of my friends that was saying, I can't believe Patrick McCaw starting. <laughs> and Patrick McCaw continues to be, you know, I guess feel the brunt of Raptors Nation. He seems to be a hot button topic in Raptorland. And I will always say I don't understand why because it's Patrick McCaw. He doesn't matter that much, but at the end of the day, Nick Nurse plays him because he knows what he's going to get from Patrick McCaw. Who he doesn't know what he's going to get from or what he's going to get from certain players, namely his other bench guys, his young bucks. And you're looking at Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, Chris Boucher. And so with this move here, everyone was focused on Patrick McCaw being in the starting lineup and what that meant. The way that I took it was that he was putting Rondé to the bench and the play was to try to get Rondé's minutes to replace the Boucher minutes as Boucher struggled in the last game. Boucher was almost unplayable in the last game. So you move Rondé to the bench and now you're talking about Pascal, OG, and Rondé basically holding down your quote-unquote big positions in this game. So it wasn't even really about McCaw. To me, it was more about not trusting Boucher. This is what I thought, and then I read the Nick Nurse comments from pregame, where Nick Nurse did not hold back 
from discussing the recent performances by Chris Boucher and the bench. Again, this is pregame. Nick Nurse said, quote, Let's not sugarcoat it. Those guys haven't played worth a darn lately, and we need them if we're going to win some games here. So the message was sent, and clearly it's known if you're Chris Boucher, if you're Terrence Davis, if you're Matt Thomas, they need more from you. And so the game starts, Boucher's not getting the minutes early on, and the Raps are struggling. Pascal was off to a good start early, which I thought was key for him because, he, as mentioned, he struggled early on, but Raps were down. There wasn't really a, not a lot of defense in this game early either. It seemed like they're trading baskets back and forth, so being down and the Raps getting buckets, they couldn't really get stops. And it kind of makes sense. Because if you think about it, your main guys, Pascal, Norm, Kyle, they're worrying about getting buckets because they have to score. Someone has to score, right? And so you can kind of understand how, you know, the easy buckets on the other end end up happening. Also, I'm going to give credit to Phoenix for doing a really good job early in terms of using their bigs. They're feeding Aiton early, and Saric was off to a good start early, and those guys were, were doing good just being big guys and Leo touched on it throughout the game and I totally agree about Aiton Aiton needs to like be a big guy and like dunk the ball in the paint be a big dude and sometimes he struggled and the the game plan was there for the Suns they were up they were winning everything was good and then Nick Nurse doing what Nick Nurse does finally turns to Boucher Raps are struggling. Raps are down. They were down nine after the first quarter. And you mean, and again, when Kyle Lowry went down and he goes to the locker room, he came back out at the start of the second quarter to see if he could give it a go, took a shot, took one jump shot, then went back to the locker room. And it's kind of like, uh-oh, this might not be a good thing. <laughs> and you're just, at this point, if you're Nick Nurse, you're looking for a spark. You're trying to get something out of your bench. Terrence Davis wasn't doing well. He came in the game, turned the ball over, was missing shots, shot an air ball at one point. And Nick Nurse, you're just looking for someone to give you a little bit of anything to really help Pascal and Norm. And at this point, it was really Norm who we got to give a lot of credit to. Norm was cooking and everything was to the cup. Norm was doing everything with a purpose. And he was really the only one keeping the wraps in the game. And when I say in the game, I mean manageable. It was like 9, then it was 10, then it was 12. But Norm was doing his thing. But then, as mentioned, here comes Chris Boucher. And clearly he got the message because Boucher quickly came into the game and he was just mad active. Early on, in his early minutes, Boucher came in and had 10.7 rebounds early. But the key was he was getting on the glass. He was just being active and getting extra possessions for the Toronto Raptors. And... You heard Pascal talk about it after the game. He tells him, just keep it simple, right? Be aggressive, shoot the ball when you're open, cool, whatever. They'll live with that, especially if you're active on the glass. And he was active on both the offensive and defensive glass, but also on the defensive end, he was being a presence. He was being a body. And at this point, when you're talking, the Raps are trying to play with Rondé or Pascal or OG at the five against Ayton. Sometimes just having Boucher as a taller frame in there really helps on the defensive end. And one thing I always I always say, no matter what level of basketball, you can't cheat rebounding numbers. 
and I know that might sound crazy because everyone that hates on Russell Westbrook says they pad their stats, he pads his stats getting rebound numbers, but to me, rebounding is effort. It's all effort. And when you look up at Chris Boucher, hearing what his coach had to say about you before the game, and you come out with 15 rebounds in this game, you have the most rebounds of anyone in the game, including the starting center on the other side. In fact, if you're telling me, if you, who would have guessed at the start of this game, if I would have told you that Toronto Raptors against the Phoenix Suns, Chris Boucher is going to have 19 points and 15 rebounds, and DeAndre Ayton, yes, number one overall pick, DeAndre Ayton, is going to finish with 13 points and 14 rebounds. Would you believe me? Isn't that crazy? Chris Boucher, undrafted Chris Boucher in this game, outperforming number one overall pick, DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I don't know how many times I've come out on this podcast and just tip my cap to Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster and Nick Nurse for the job that they've done. But this is where Nick Nurse, someone writes in Blackhawk says, Nurse is playing chess. And it's true. Like, He's done this before with Terrence Davis where he called him out, then gave him the start the next night, and you saw Terrence Davis react in a positive way. And when he makes those comments again at the start of this game, Chris Boucher, if there's one thing Chris Boucher doesn't lack, it's confidence. So he believes that he's going to make every single shot. He believes that he should be the Raptors' starting center. So he doesn't lack confidence. And so maybe Nick Nurse knows, hey, I got to let them know, like, we need more from you. And it starts on the defensive end and just being the presence in the paint. And I'm going to keep referencing what Pascal said because it's so true. Keep it simple. Just rebound. Be a presence in the paint. And that's exactly what he did. Again, think about how messed up that is. Why, if you're DeAndre Ayton, if, if, if I'm the Phoenix Suns, if I'm Monty Williams, I'm walking into the locker room and just handing him the stat sheet and saying, look at this. Chris Boucher, 19 and 15, you had 13 and 14. That can't happen. Just can't. But here you are with the Toronto Raptors again as they have yet another game where you look at it and you just, you, you're left in awe because they're undermatched. They're undersized. And if they had lost this game, I know people would have been going crazy because it would have been their fourth loss in a row. They haven't lost four games in a row in years. I'm not even going to pretend to know what the date is. I saw it earlier, but I totally forget. But the point remains, this team hasn't lost four games in a row. It's not really something that this team does, lose four games in a row. But my point is, it would have been understandable. Understandable, that's not a word. You would have been able to understand <laughs> if this team lost this game because you just don't have any big guys. And the, the load on Kyle Lowry in terms of him playing 37 minutes, Siakam playing 43 minutes, Norm in just his third game back from injury playing 38 minutes. That's a lot. OG fouled out with 37 minutes. Patrick McCaw, who everyone loves to shit on, 34 minutes. And to me, Patrick McCaw gave you solid minutes. He did what, and, and this is the thing. Championship teams, teams that are successful, have dudes like Patrick McCaw, meaning they just know their role and play defense. And when you're sitting around on the Toronto Raptors and you know Norm, Norm's going to pull his shots, Siakam's going to get his shots, Kyle's going to get his shots, you need someone who is just focused on playing defense and filling in the gaps. 
So McCaw coming in with five points, whatever, man. The fact is, he worked hard playing defense on Devin Booker, just making his life difficult. And Booker, again, didn't have a good game against the Raps. I mean, 5 of 14 from the floor, 22 points. And most of that damage came from the free throw line where he was 10 of 12. But that's back-to-back games now where Booker has struggled. And again, Patrick McCaw just doing a solid job playing defense and being aggressive at certain points. And you got to give, you got to tip your cap to him and Boucher who both made huge buckets late in this game, right? One thing I always talk about this whole season is what happens in winning time. And as much as Kyle Lowry was making shots, as much as uh, Pascal Siakam was making shots, huge plays down the stretch. And Hey, on Twitter, I tweeted out, because Boucher took a three late in the game. I want to say there's like three minutes left. Boucher took a three, and I was like, eh, I know he's having a good game, but I'm not really sure that's the shot you want at this point. And then he comes back, takes the next shot, and, and credit to the Raps, because they trusted him. Siakam passed him the ball, and he's wide open, and he shot the next one, and it went in, and hey, I just got to shut up, because Chris Boucher is just super confident, and that's what makes Chris Boucher, that's why he's in the league. The extreme confidence that he has in himself that he's going to make the next one, no matter how bad the la- the previous miss was. No matter how bad he looked the game before, Boucher stays confident. And for him, and then McCaw to make a huge layup late, which extended the lead to five, basically icing the game. I mean, I guess Norm's dunk iced the game for real, for real. But... Huge performance by the Toronto Raptors. And Chris Boucher was just everywhere. And I don't want to... You know, I don't want to underplay how much Siakam did in this game. And if you follow this team, I think you kind of knew Siakam was going to bounce back in this game. I, I think before I left work, I was telling my guy, Timmy Hags, Siakam's going to go for 35 against the Suns. It's just kind of how things go this year for Pascal, right? And the Suns coming at a perfect time for Pascal and the Raps. So you look and you say Pascal at 33, Kyle at 28, Norm with 26, Those guys doing their job, but unless they get the 19 points from Chris Boucher, 19 of the Raptors, 20 points off the bench, unless they get that 19 from Chris Boucher, they don't win this game. And let's be real to just say what Boucher did scoring wise. Was it that's, that's not it. Cause I think one of the biggest plays of the game as well was Raptors making their run in the third quarter and Pascal was doing it. Pascal, was really cooking at one point in the third quarter, and I thought he was hitting them with a little bit of everything in the paint. He, Again, when he gets focused and he's going to the cup, that's when Pascal is more successful, to me anyways. He looks aggressive, he knows what he's going to do, but he's a little bit slowed down a gear, and he's under control with all his moves going to the cup. But while Pascal was cooking, one of the huge plays as the rap started to come back, and, and the tide really started to turn, Kyle Lowry hits a huge three, and then they came down the court, Boucher with a massive block, Raptors on the fast break the other way, OG alley-oop to Pascal, who threw down a massive, massive slam, and the Raptors were up one at that point, 79-78, their first lead since the game was at 4-2, totally changed the game, Raps started going on their run from there, and hey, that's, that's when the game turned, that's when the game turned, and if you follow me on this pod, it's been two years now, and I'll always stand by this. This team, why they're successful, it's because when they decide to defend, 
they win the game. Last year, it was like a different level, obviously, because you're talking about Danny Green and Kawhi, like all NBA level defensive guys. But obviously, as mentioned, the Raptors still have great defensive players now. And so you see the same thing. So you got to remember, first quarter, Raps gave up 39 points on 65% shooting in the first quarter. In the second and third quarters combined, the Raptors only gave up 47 points on 36% shooting. That, my friends, was the ball game. Again, Raptors win, Raptors win, Raptors win. 123-114. Massive win for the Toronto Raptors as they end their three-game losing streak and now are 1-1 one and one on this five-game road trip with, you know, a trip to Golden State, <laughs> which obviously is a first trip to Golden State since, you know, the whole championship thing. So that'll be cool. Also, Steph Curry's first game back from injury, if I'm not mistaken, will also be that game. So pretty interesting time for the Raps. And hey, maybe you get someone back, like Freddie hopefully comes back or Serge, I don't know. Hopefully someone else comes back because, you know, you're asking a lot right now from Kyle, from Pascal, and also from Norm, who's just now coming back from injury. But huge game for the Toronto Raptors. Huge game for Toronto Raptors fans, too. Shout out to the fans traveling to Phoenix, holding it down. From the start of the game, you could hear the Let's Go Raptors chants over the TV. It's a thing of beauty. It's so beautiful. It's lovely to see. Raptors fans traveling. Raptors fans everywhere. Raptors fans up late with me on this podcast. I'm looking in both feeds right now, both the Instagram and Twitter feed, and they're both filled right now, even though it just passed midnight on the East Coast. But hey, Raptors win. That's what everyone likes to see. Let's get to some comments, because as always, this is Wrap It Up, your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors postgame show that there is. And we do it live on Twitter after each and every game at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, we turned this into a pod. So we got you for your morning commute. Big shouts to the people listening that will be, you know, they went to bed because it's early. I mean, it's late. Sorry. They went to bed because <laughs> it's late, but they'll be listening early in the morning on their commute. Shouts to those people, whether you will be listening on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, on Spotify, on YouTube. Huge shouts to those people. Really appreciate you guys rocking with us here. But let's get to some comments. And Logan starts things off on Twitter. Logan says, OG didn't play as well, but he's really starting to look more confident. Totally agree. And I think it's it's cool that the Raps won this game because OG, I know he didn't have like as great of a scoring game and he fouled out, and it was 11 points on 5 of 12 shooting, but OG having to play center, right? He was doing a lot of the guarding on Aiton in this game, and 9 rebounds for OG, doing his thing, and it's not like Aiton had a great game. As mentioned, Aiton with more field goal attempts than shots, so anytime that happens, you did your job as a defender, right? DeAndre Aiton, 5 of 14 shooting for 13 points in this game. That's a job well done by OG Ananobi, who Aiton has, what, 5 inches on him? You take that. Great job by OG, and it's great that his good play is being rewarded with a W for the team as well, which didn't happen last game. So, good job by OG there. 
Shouts to Logan for the comment. Uh, Jalen says, I think Kyle is playing way too many minutes. Need to get healthy ASAP. Good win, though. Totally agree. And Kyle Lowry, you know, he struggled past few games. Um, I think last game he did a really good job of pacing himself, trying to give the Raps a chance to win. And when I say pacing himself, I, I mean what star players do, meaning they're sensing the game. They're sensing the tone of the game. Is this lead... Is, is the deficit becoming too much? Is it getting to 9, to 12? Okay, I need a bucket. Kyle will come down and hit a 3, make the make the deficit more manageable, keep the game close, give you a puncher's chance to still come back and win the game. I think Kyle's been doing a good job of that and really pacing himself because he has to with no Fred. But in this game, if you're talking about Kyle Lowry leaves a game, you could see his eye looked kind of swollen as well when he left the game. But you just kind of knew if you watch the raps and you watch Kyle Howie's career, he would have to be damn near blind in that one eye to not come back and play in this game when he knows the raps are already without Fred Van Fleet and they're already shorthanded. You knew Kyle Lowry was going to come back if he could see even a bit out of that eye. And not only did he come back, but he came back and balled out, <laughs> finishing with 28 points, six assists, five rebounds for Kyle. Just another gutsy performance from the Raptors leader. And if you're on this Raptors team and you're watching that guy do that night in, night out, if you're Norm, how can you say my hand hurts? Maybe I should sit out a little more, right? Like you just start to see the toughness of this team in which you know that if Freddie could play, he would. Just like I'm pretty sure it's not a coincidence that Fred happened to go out of the lineup and Norm happened to come in, right? Like these guys are, are are playing their injuries off each other type thing, like playing the rest off each other type thing to kind of, okay, you need a break? Don't worry, I'm coming back, I'm good. So I get the feeling that you might want to try to beg Kyle to get some a game off here or there once Freddie comes back because Kyle's been going hard for this team for the whole season pretty much other than what he missed, 10 games with an injury early on in the year. Other than that, Kyle Lowry's been laying it on the line and basically in the top five, if not top three in minutes played this season, there's maybe a four-game run where Nurse was successful in lowering his minutes. But in this instance, when you have no Fred, it's going to be very tough for you to not have Kyle Lowry playing 35-plus minutes. So, I mean, the heart of Kyle Lowry will never be measured on a stat sheet, but... If you're a Raptors fan, you understand why he will go down as one of the most beloved Raptors, beloved Raptors of all time. Huge shouts to Kyle Lowry. Let's get to some comments here on Instagram because the Instagram feed has been on Fuego as well. I'm just scrolling up to the top. K2's Garnett says, It's so valuable to really have a wing that can literally guard and lock down all five positions. OG's offense will come around. If OG's offense comes around, watch out league. I mean, it's a great point. And again, we got to remember the fact that OG, you know, OG doesn't need to be Kawhi. And I use Kawhi as a bar for Superstar just because we literally just watched that last year. But the way that the hierarchy of the team works, you don't need OG to be dropping like 20 a night. You might not even need OG to be dropping 15, 17 a night. But if he's in that 12 to 15 range, you take that. 
because you know he's also playing legit defense. And one thing I'm going to give him a whole lot of credit for lately is rebounding. My dude's getting on the glass. And what do you have tonight? Two steals tonight? What a slacker, right? After back-to-back games, oh no, what do you have? 13 steals over his last two games? Only two tonight. OG slacking on the defensive end. (laughs) But a great game there. Uh, DJ Raymond asks, how the hell can TD2 and Thomas get going when McCaw gets all the minutes? So I kind of touched on this earlier, but it's a great question because I know a lot of people can't really figure out or a lot of Raptors fans get frustrated when they see Patrick McCaw getting all those minutes. And I'm not comparing him to Kyle Lowry, but I'm saying a lot of the things that McCaw does, it's not going to be the things that show up on the score sheet. But also, more importantly, Nick Nurse puts him in because he knows what he's going to get from Patrick McCaw night in, night out. At this stage, and I mean, this is not a knock on Terrence Davis or Matt Thomas. Of course, they've had great seasons, but they're undrafted rookies. And at this point, you can't really count on, you don't know what you're going to get night in, night out from them yet. But Nurse knows, bare minimum, McCaw's going to bust his ass on defense. He's going to use all his fouls. He's going to mix it up. He's going to get in the in the lane, try to make some steals, try to make some things happen on the defensive end. Most of the time, he's going to guard the opposing team's point guard full court. He's just going to make a mess out there. And if you're a nurse, you take that. The flip side of that is Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, they're still at stages where, you know, scoring is still going to be the majority of what they're able to contribute to you that stands out, if that makes Like, their defense is solid, but it's not at the level yet that consistently they're going to go out get in passing lanes, get steals, take charges, locked, take on the challenge of saying, I might not score, but I'm going to be a factor. And it's not a knock because, hey, credit Matt Thomas. In the, in the seven minutes he did get, my guy was on the glass, got four rebounds in those seven minutes, did his thing there, but it's still just not the same. Like He's not going to go out there and pick up the opposing team's point guard full court and really affect the game that way. And McCaw... Will. That's it. But again, don't overreact to Patrick McCaw's minutes, guys. It's not that big of a deal. It, it really isn't. In the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, let's see. Fly Miss says, I'm glad we won, but I'm just waiting for everyone to come back healthy. Yeah, I think that speaks for the majority of the fan base. Um, Austin checks in and says, Raps win, Celtics lose. It's a good night. Uh, for those who don't know, The Celtics lost in this game to the Brooklyn Nets in overtime at home. The Nets won 129 to 120 in Boston. Now, that's not the headline here. The headline here is Karis LeVert finished with 51 points. Again, 51 points for Karis LeVert. And the Raps desperately needed that as, you know, at one point it looked like Boston was going to win and the Raps were going to lose. And that's not a good look for the Raps if you have hopes of maintaining the second seed, obviously, right? But I'm going to read some comments here that people were sending me during the game when I realized and I tweeted out, hold up, the Celtics got got for 51 by Karis LeVert? Like, that's just, 
I was I was stunned. And then you see the highlights pop up on Twitter, which is the beauty of the NBA, by the way. Like in the moment. This is why the NBA also wins for people trying to figure it out, people in offices trying to figure out why the NBA wins. Cause Karis Levert goes for 51 in OT. And as I'm scrolling on the timeline, magically there's a highlight of Karis Levert's 51 points showing me how he won the game for the Celtics or against the Celtics. It's just that easy. And that's why the NBA wins. And I can see that while I'm watching the Raptor game and everybody's happy. But some people were messaging it, messaging me, and my guy had 37 points in the fourth quarter in OT. How's that possible? How does that make sense? I've never heard anything remotely close to that before in my life. Karis LeVert just put in mega work against the Boston Celtics. And I mean, if you think about it, 37 points in the fourth quarter in OT, according to ESPN, is the most in the last 20 seasons of the NBA. For the record, too, my guy only hit five threes in the game. Score 51 points, and he only hit five threes. It's a solid night at the office. Raptors will take that as you went from possibly losing your lead in second place to extending your lead in second place over the Celtics. So good night for sure for the Toronto Raptors there. And that game was going on on TNT. The other thing that was floating around online was Shaq's hairline, which I'm sure you've probably seen by now as well. But crazy night in the NBA, as most nights are nowadays, as the NBA is just on fuego as we get ready for the playoffs. And Karis LeVert showing that he can do that against the Celtics. I mean, makes you think, come playoff time, maybe, maybe the Nets aren't the easy out that everyone's thinking they are so far, right? Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Sanjay says, everyone's a gangsta until the Raptors decide to play defense. <laughs> totally true. Um, another comment here. Our team brought their A game. What a fight. What a win. Uh, more comments here. KL, and then a whole bunch of numbers. But KL says, Pascal with the block parties. Pascal had it going on both ends of the floor, and I give him a lot of credit for that as well because one thing we were noticing the past few games was while he was struggling offensively, his defense wasn't really there. He was picking his spots on defense. And I think tonight he was really locked in from the get-go, and that was huge. Glow Girl Smile checks in on Twitter on uh, Instagram, sorry, and she says, needed this win, Boucher was a beast, I am why Doves Cry says Slim Duck with the work. Uh, Sue checks in and says, we all up late, go raps. It's an easy team. I mean, you feel a lot better about yourself the next day when you're tired at work, you're probably getting your second coffee of the day. You feel a lot better about the fact that at least you stayed up and watched the Raptors win <laughs> as opposed to them losing again and extending the losing streak. How much more mad would we be at work the next day <laughs> that we stayed up to watch the Raps lose to the stupid sons, right? <laughs> um, what else going on here? Austin says, TD2 and Hollis Jefferson got some run in the first half, and then Nurse gave their minutes to Thomas and Boucher. That is true. Matt Thomas did get Terrence Davis's minutes from the first half, and I think he did all right. He was serviceable. Um, Terrence Davis has struggled with his offense the past few games and not even just his offense. I think it's more his decision-making on offense. He almost has to go into the Boucher book and kind of, you know, 
simplify things. Or not even the Boucher book, the Macaw book, where at least you're going to come in, try to play lockdown defense, try to get some turnovers. And if you're Terrence Davis with how fast and how athletic you are, get out on the break. Make things easy. Get some easy buckets instead of the crossover, crossover, step back three, which we know you can make, but maybe get something going to the basket first, then step out, right? Uh, more comments here. Ragul says, uh, it's time for OG and Powell to go off against the Warriors. Hopefully, that'll be fun. Uh, Pastor Wesley says, that was scary when Kyle got injured early. Again, <laughs> what would that have been like? Raptors with no point guards and no centers. That would have been crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, more talk about Chris Boucher with a double-double and season high and rebound. Like, just a great night from Chris Boucher. And you got to just hat tip to the whole Raps organization. Also, too, shout out to, uh, I think it was Nikki Reyes and Paul Sadu who put together that feature on uh, for International Women's Day. And it was just a great, but just like, they asked Masai, there's a question was asked to Masai, like, uh, how do you deem it a success or, you know, the fact that you go out and you make a point of hiring minorities and hiring women. And he said, we won the championship. <laughs> I looked at that. I was like, Masai is such a G. He just seems like a great boss. Who wouldn't want to work for Masai? But I just wanted to shout that out because that was a dope feature, dope interview. I think they played it at halftime of this game. And it's probably going to air all night on Sportsnet as well. But that was a dope feature part of a whole thing they're running all week but that feature in particular like i was watching that today and i thought that was really really good but that Masai clip in the middle stuck out because it was just so just Masai. he's just a g the only way to explain it right k2's garnett says good win we really need our bigs back refs are ridiculous it must be frustrating for nick nurse again guys refs are bad on both sides it's not just the raptors um, Austin says, when Lowry was out, everyone on our team was between 6'4 and 6'9. <laughs> I guess trying to play a little uh, Houston Rockets micro ball. Is that what they're calling it nowadays? Either way, big win for the Toronto Raptors as they win 123 to 114 to even up their record on this five game road trip at 1 and 1. Big win for the Raps. Pascal Siakam. Leading the way for the Toronto Raptors in this game as he has a bounce back performance after struggling in the last game. Comes back with 33 points on 12 of 20 shooting, 7 rebounds for Pascal, 5 of 9 from 3. And just a note here, guys, and why it's so important. Pascal Siakam came into this game, okay, averaging 25 points per game, 48.8 field goal percentage and 39% from three in Raptors wins again in Raptors wins Pascal Siakam came into tonight's game 25 points while shooting 48% pretty much 49% from the floor and 39% from three in Raptors losses this season Pascal Siakam 19 points on 37% shooting and 28% shooting from three so notice the trend there Pascal Siakam having a big night. It was kind of predictable. And again, note the Raptors wins and the Raptors record against teams above 500 and below 500. Notice a trend there with that whole thing. This is why you're gearing up and you're watching how the development is going 
for Pascal and the Raptors as we head towards the playoffs and the NBA second season. It's going to be an interesting thing to watch because my guy goes off and the Raptors wins and the Raptors wins come against teams below 500. Let's see how it goes against the big boy teams and in the playoffs. That's just the learning curve. Again, it's not a knock. It's just the stats and the observations. Pascal, you like seeing these bounce back games because it's showing you that it's there. It's showing you that he can do this. The next step is just a consistency against the big boy teams. And hey, what more do you want from my guy than putting up a nice game like he had tonight and doing it on both ends of the floor, stepping up big and getting into the 30s when your team really needs it down three of your top eight guys. Great night from Pascal. But again, big win for the Toronto Raptors. Big night from Pascal. Big night from Norm again, who's been over 20 points in each of his last three games since coming back from injuries. Kyle Lowry almost suffered an injury of his own in this game, but because he's Kyle Lowry, he came back, had 28 points, six assists, five rebounds, but I'm sure the most headlines are going to be for the slim duck himself, Chris Boucher. Going to give him the player of the game tonight because he earned it. 19 points, 15 rebounds, again, he had 19 points, 15 rebounds. Your man's DeAndre Ayton, 13 points, 14 rebounds. Salute to Nick Nurse. Salute to Masai. Salute to the defending NBA champion, Toronto Raptors. Anyways, thanks guys for tuning in. As again, my name is Shell Alexander. This is the Wrap It Up Podcast. Thanks to you guys for tuning in on the West Coast up late night appreciate you guys up late on the west on the east coast with me to our fans on the west coast salute to you guys as well really appreciate you guys tuning in as you do live on twitter after each and every toronto raptors game at shell alexander same thing goes for instagram at sheldon alexander and of course the conversation continues because we post this pod live the live pod ends up on Wherever you get your, your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, like us, subscribe to us, rate us, all that fun stuff. Spread the love that is the Wrap It Up podcast because we are here to celebrate the Toronto Raptors in their title defense. And a game like this is another reason why this team is just so easy to watch, so easy to cheer for, so easy to follow. And Again, being up late on the West Coast is a whole lot easier when the raps are doing stuff like that and people are in a good mood writing in. Really appreciate you guys. And Logan's here. Logan's writes in and says, need a pod with you and Webby soon. Trust me, it's in the works. Schedules have just been a little hectic the last little bit. But don't worry. Webby will be back on the pod soon. Definitely do that. And hopefully you guys will be back with us on Thursday night as the Raptors make their return to Golden State. And it'll just be fun because it'll just be memories of the championship all over again. Steph will probably be salty. All the things about janky defenses and all that fun stuff. Can't wait. But again, thanks guys for tuning in late night on the Wrap It Up podcast. Really appreciate you guys because I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya on blast